Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, So it's one minute past four. Uh, Andy Jacobs alongside me. Uh, with a two-second beam, his longest uh, possible beam of smile. Uh, how did you enjoy today's show, Andy? I enjoyed it a lot, Max. It was uh, great fun, as usual. Um, I have got to teach you a little bit about quality <laughs> threshold. For some reason, you put out a call subject, and you think if somebody sent, bothers to send us a text, that you should automatically read it. Yeah, I think they've, they've taken the... But that's no quality control. You can't do that. You have to basically... <laughs> Look at it and go, is this funny? No. Okay, sorry, mate. You know, and say thank you for your interest. But otherwise, you know, it brings us all down, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I think, I think people like to hear the exasperation of Andy Jacobs. And, and I, I believe I, I found it today. So I'd say my favourite one of the week so far. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, what else are we going to put in apart from Pierre-Emerick Aubergine? <laughs> Comedian Tom Lucy joined us. Young comedian, but very funny, and I think yeah, he's got a great future ahead of him. Oh, the young lads. Oh, he's going to go on to great things. Go on to yeah. great things. Uh, Tim Vickery, his future is probably behind him. But, uh, <laughs> never mind, what can you do? He was on good form. He was funny. He sticks a bit. I don't know why he's such an obsession with... I don't know why people use me. If they're in a bad mood, they say, oh, yeah. I'm just like Andy Jacobs. Well, maybe it's because it's... Can't you just be in a bad mood? Well, no, because it's good to compare. <laughs> and it's, and maybe it's because quite often you sound like you're in a bad mood. I'm not. I'm always extremely happy. Well, well okay. So you said you said on today's show you never lied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Anyway, enjoy the show. A bit of our bits, a bit of royal news, a bit of all sorts of stuff, really, wasn't there? Mm, and a bit of schnorbits. Is it Schnorbits? It is Schnorbits. Yeah, Schnorbits. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Max. And uh, three bits of housekeeping before we get on to last night. Oh, okay. Night. Oh, I like Andy. Uh, yes. Honey G has agreed to sing at your wedding. Fant- I've booked Fantastic her. news. And no need for you to come in tomorrow. I've booked Schnorbits. <laughs> Excellent. And... <laughs> And how did you get on last night? Hope you did better than Roma. Oh, we did. Well, on the Honey G thing, I remember there's a guy, Trev, I used to work with at Sky, who say all she's doing is spelling her name. That's oh, yeah. all she's doing. I know. H to the O <laughs> to the N to the Y to the E to the Y to the G. Honey G. So we ground out a 2-1 win. Oh, well done. Still on course for the league title. South Bank filled the team with was their first Was that penalty team. you put on Instagram? Was that the winning penalty? 86th minute. 
We Goalie were, looks shorter than me. <laughs> the goalkeeper, he was about four foot one, and he was dressed <laughs> as a, a 1980s panini sticker. Yeah. I mean, he was sort of, he was surprisingly <laughs> agile, actually. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, gritty, a gritty mm. smash and grab. The league is still on. Uh, I Instagrammed the winning penalty from Lee Bolton. He's on 393 career goals now. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, you don't sound that interesting. No, I'm not. Okay. I, I lost interest after the uh, you won 1-0, 2-1. <laughs> 2-1. 2-1, absolutely. Uh, it, was a, it was a fascinating game last night, wasn't it? Because, uh, you know, for a while, for a while, they were in it, Roma. But I thought that when, they, when the ball hit the bar from collar off shot, it kind of woke Liverpool up. And uh, Salah just, you know. What a player! Yeah, really. he's glorious, Absolutely. isn't he? He's glorious. And, and he really is the Egyptian Messi, isn't he? I and mean, there's no question about it. I mean, he, he was up against a great keeper last night. That bloke's no mug. And the goals, I mean, the two goals, brilliant. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. I, I mean, I don't know how you uh, stop them, but I, I tended to agree with Rio Ferdinand. You know, when Rio said it's as if Roma hadn't seen Liverpool play once. No, this season, literally had never seen them. Like, you just turn up like we did last night. Not really sure how South Bank were going <laughs> to play. Do we play three at the back? Do we move to a back four? Did you play a high well, line? We, we, did, we, didn't, we didn't have to play that high line because their sense forward was very slow. But, but you know, it was like the Roman manager had done that, wasn't he? It's like, oh, uh, suddenly realises at half-time that, that Salah, Mar- Mane and Firmino are quite quick. What are you doing? I know. It was bonkers, wasn't it? Um, now, I've noticed last night that Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's a wonderful player, isn't he? What a prospect. Yeah. He, he, was, he took a corner and he put the ball... I mean, no one puts the ball in the quadrant now. I know they all try and sort of get it as far, you know, as near to it and touching the line. But this one wasn't even touching the line. And I've wondered, had it spread to the amateur game? Because obviously people see what the pros do and they think, oh, that must be an advantage. I don't even know what advantage it is to not put the ball in the quadrant. My only, my, the only thing about whether it's an advantage is, is that turf slightly affected? Do you sort of mean because they've, mm. the, the, the lines have been put on so many times that certainly, I mean, you think the pitch is so not good professional. Now, but, but at the amateur level, I'm, I'm on the, standing on the near post, aren't I? Cause so you never see the Classic Tony Adams flick-ons. Oh, well, I can't kick it that far anymore. That's marvellous. And uh, I, I must say, Paul never rated Fazio when he played for Tottenham. Right? And uh, I think he had a point. And he didn't look too good last night. And I think Tim Vickery also... Uh, doesn't particularly rate him and doesn't think he'd be great in the World Cup. So we'll speak to Tim later about that. Well, he's still in the side. He hasn't seen the side, hasn't yeah. he? Uh, I was telling you the other day that I bought a, maybe a very middle-class purchase. I bought, <gasps> I bought the is. Matcha Whisk. Oh. I brought it in, so I thought I'd, I'd try a little bit. I've, uh, I've, got, I've got the whisk. I've got the... It's a very strange... It's, like describe that it's not your classic kitchen whisk here. It's, you know, the kitchen whisk would, Japanese be, for would be about sort of... Well, almost a foot long. I'd say this is no, this is maybe like sort of, sort of fifteen <laughs> centimeters long. Andy has now just opened. <laughs> just covered cover himself in white green, powder. Green powder. Oh, it's green powder. Thank yeah. goodness. <laughs> I didn't know where this was leading to. Green powder all over. Myself. I certainly didn't have you down. Uh, as one of those. So oh, Andy's God. got a, a, a sort of packet of green. It's like a magician. Look at you. It's like you're smoking here. So he's bought his tea it's, to whisk. What on earth does this do to you? I have no idea. There we go. Oh, Christ. You've never had it before. <laughs> Should I shouldn't swear that I can get rid of that. What have you done? It's I've covered, just... it's literally covered the whole oh. studio in, in like, it's like you're, it's like, it's like you're a, like a wizard or something. It's got, you Anybody know, it's, got a cloth? Can you bring a cloth in? Merlin John? Jacobs here. If you're listening in engineering, no green slime has gone anywhere near the equipment.
I didn't feel like they anywhere else. Listen anyway, they've probably oh. gone out. They're probably at the pub. They usually go out at lunch. It's one of these plans you had that, that was better <laughs> better in, when you were thinking about it at home than here. As was, once again, as fast forward twenty fast forward twenty years, where uh, some young man has to come in and just mop up your mess. <laughs> it started now. Yeah, it's all right. So anyway, uh, at five nil, I sort of switched over because I thought, well, you know, they've taken Salah off. There's not much going to happen here. I'll switch over to Derby versus Cardiff. Well, you got and a good last 10 minutes of that. Tremendous you? last 10 minutes of that. And, uh, you know, um, terrible errors from Cardiff to sort of give Derby the game, really. And uh, incredible, though, that Sean Morrison, who gave away the third goal, talk about karma. Somebody sent me a link to the video that he did before the game. I mean, presumably, I don't know whether he wanted this to go on social media or whether it was a WhatsApp group and somebody leaked it. Who knows? But he comes across so badly and you think to yourself, why do this? You're going to have to play these people. Why goad them in that way? You know, all right, do it afterwards. Do it when you've been promoted if you have to. But don't do it before the match, honestly. These people have never heard of football karma. I find it quite incredible. He's, uh, it's not the politest message, I would say. No, it's not very um, nice. But we all make mistakes. Uh, but huge win for Derby, wasn't it? Because they've been on a, such a terrible run. Mm. And I don't know. I mean, still, it's in Cardiff's hands. I don't know who you think out of Fulham and Cardiff is going to make it. My Villa still have a uh, chance. Obviously, so. I, I, you know, local issues. I, I've got nothing against Cardiff at all. I think Warnock's done a fantastic job there. But personally, obviously, if Fulham go up, it's great for me because I can walk to the ground. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously hoping Fulham from per- personal level. After but, your uh, um, yeah. after your uh, the uh, the David Morehouse David Moorcroft situation debacle of yesterday debacle. Yeah. Uh, some people have been in touch. Uh, Stephen's been in touch. Uh, mm-hmm. Guy, uh, nice nice to see Andy continue to game, get game names nearly right. Uh, uh, Honey G, you you got the e and the y the I wrong know. way round. I spelled it the wrong way round. I knew H- I did correct myself. Did I, you? Yes. Okay. I knew exactly that I'd spelt it wrong. I'm not like Honey. I'm not educated. <laughs> so I can't spell my well, own it's name. It's not it's not your name. If you were doing Andy J. You the A to the N to the D to the Y to the J. Yeah, you can get, Andy J. You, you can get that right, can't you? What a great single that would be. Well, I would, she got away with it. I would absolutely. Anyway, let me talk about Neil Warner. Okay, yeah, go honey G. Yeah, okay. After the match, it was a wonderful sort of dad quote sort of thing. He went, uh, he's not going to watch the Fulham game because he's not bothered really. Uh, they're playing Sunderland. He thinks there's no point in watching. He said, I'll watch something like The Queen. I've got it on Netflix, so I might watch two or three of them. So I went on to Netflix and I thought, That's, the Queen, I've not heard that one. Of course, he means the crown, yeah, not the Queen. Did you watch the crown? I loved the crown. Did you? I've not started that one yet. I'm halfway through, oh, it's halfway through Breaking Bad. So uh, really, anybody, uh, I'm sort of 15, 10 to 15 years behind on box sets. So if anyone wants to recommend one, <laughs> one from about 2006... Uh, it'll be exciting. On the bus is a good box set. Oh, is that right? What about Bernie Winters <laughs> and Schnurbels? Schnurbels. So what I'm looking mm. forward to. When's the second series? Talking, this is uh, bad news for Schnurbels. Oh, dear. And, or anybody, any dog, really. <laughs> Russia, this is a typical Daily Star scare story. Russia has started to slaughter millions of homeless cats and dogs. Oh. Millions, you'll hear. I, I doubt whether they have. Animal rights activists say the cull is already under away as tenders worth 1.2 million were awarded to pest firms not only pests are they uh poison has been laid down so they're not shooting them is it poisoning them or shooting them what are they doing uh anyway I, i'm sure it's not true i hope it's not true anyway me too uh, 
Well, that's a happy note to mm. end part one. <laughs> one twenty says Andy Jacobs on matcha green tea. It's gonna be hype. Star, star, star. Okay, okay. Cool emoji. Cool emoji. So yeah, let's see how Andy gets on with the matcha green tea. You are listening to. Right, uh, oh, <laughs> Covered the studio. It's all green. Everything's green. Um, Me. <laughs> The only place it isn't in is, it, is like, actually in the car. You look like grot bags. Um, <laughs> Thanks. That's all right. This is Hawksby and Jacobs. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, Andy, you're excited mm. to give us the uh, the aftermath of the royal baby coverage. Yes. Oh. Now, uh, I mean, it's, it's fascinating, really. The whole coverage went to the second day now, and so uh, uh, a lot of it's focusing on Princess Charlotte, who kind of stole everybody's hearts with their little wave and turn to camera. I haven't yeah. seen it, actually. Oh, yeah, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, and she's sweet. Well done, Charlotte. She's a sweet little child. She is. Mm. But they did a whole thing about her in The Sun today, which was fascinating. They all list all these things about her that are so great. For example, uh, the, she's an animal lover, they reckon. Oh. The royals are horse-mad. Charlotte has already written, p- ridden ponies, oh. yet her love of animals doesn't stop there. Uh, her favourite book is The Gruffalo, and her top TV show is Peppa Pig. Is this a new David Attenborough in the making? Not really, about a billion kids around the world like Peppa Pig. They're not all going to become David Attenborough, are they? There'll be a, well, there will be a disproportionate number of nature programs, if yeah. you think about it. You don't need, we, don't, don't need, we don't need four billion, do we? No. no. Uh, linguist, the young royals have a Spanish nanny, so oh, are learning the language. Well, very good, isn't it? Uh, for her second birthday, Charlotte sang happy birthday to herself on a visit to a farm in Gloucestershire. No doubt, she sang like an angel, I'm guessing. On what basis? She's two. Well, you can't say no doubt, I'm guessing, either. It's just not English. No, it doesn't work there. I agree. Um, culinary whiz, that's what she is. Find me a woman who loves her food, and I know we'll be mates of the writer. Um, so it looks like me and Charlotte could be destined for a long, lifelong friendship. Highly unlikely, I would have thought. Um, according to Palace Insider, when her mum makes a meal, Charlotte helps out with her miniature kitchen toy set. How does she? Exactly like any other child would who's got a miniature kitchen <laughs> toy set. I, can't, I just can't bear this. Andy. It's fantastic, isn't it? It's brilliant, really. But uh, anyway... Uh, the Duchess of Cambridge's sister was the first to arrive yesterday. She drove into Kensington Palace. Oh, okay. A Pippa, 34, we didn't need to know that, mm. spent two hours with her nephew beaming as she left. God, that's quite a long amount of time to beam, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Beaming, not scowling, I'm glad to hear. <laughs> What's the longest you could, you've ever beamed, Andy? Mm, uh, probably about... Two seconds, I'd say. This is average beaming time. <laughs> you're average on the opta. You're, this you're one opt- as well. Doting yeah. granny Carol Middleton has stepped in to help daughter Kate. So breaking news, mother helps daughter with new baby. Oh, that never happens, does it? Oh. Brilliant, really. Um, you know, you, you, you tried your tea at the start. Oh, yeah, the also, matcha tea. That, mm, wasn't, that and, didn't work, really. You know, it's very upsetting. Mm. And also you discovered it was out of date as well, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's not good, so, really, This may it? help you that a government... Run medical body in northern India has proposed bottling and selling cow urine as a health-giving drink. <laughs> really? The, the Ayurveda College and Hospital in Pilibhit, Uttar mm. Pradesh, uh, which pr- uh, promotes traditional Hindu Ayurvedic medicine, wants to link up with state dairies in order to harvest urine on an industrial scale. Well, do you know what the most popular drink, soft drink in Japan, is called? Wee uh, wee? Oui, oui. <laughs> it's called cowpiss. What? That's the name of the drink. Is I'm it? not making it up. Okay. That's absolutely there what it's called. You can look it up. They want to make it. They want to make cow urine easily available to, to the, the public. 20, <laughs> 10 to 20 millilitres a day would act as a preventative 
Uh, preventative against fever, coughs, and stomach related milk, ailments. Milkman delivered it. <laughs> That's a sort of complimentary product. And it goes quite well, I think. Well, you know, I reckon if you put it in a, <laughs> if you put it in one of those shops and say you have it with a shot of wheatgrass, people would start drinking it. But yeah, they might. Uh, some letters to the oh, papers. I like, I like these letters. Mm. Uh, this one, this rich in Yorks, uh, Yorkshire rather, uh, text the star to say this. Just like to say a big well done to the 87 year old man who ran the London Marathon. Now that's British. <laughs> Why? Well, that well, is that, uh, no other 87 year olds around the world have incapable. ever done it. And this one from um, Kaz in Hull. Hey, says, Kaz. Please may we lock Katie Hopkins, Katie Price, and Piers Morgan in a room together. Lock the door and throw away the key. But well, is it double locking? It's a lot of locking going on there. I don't think you need to do that. Let's see a picture of Myling Class, says Pete in York. Okay. For goodness sake, either Google it or have a look at the papers. She's in there every day. A bathing suit. Good old What's Pete. What's wrong with these people? How really? much does it cost to text the star? I'm oh, a big I'm... fan of Pete for doing that. <laughs> Let's have a look at that. <laughs> and um, Marie Gosney, uh, a woman we often feature on this show. Who's, who's she? She's a serial letter writer to all tabloids oh, okay. uh, from Billingham in Teesside. Mm-hmm. We actually Googled her. She does exist, Marie. Oh, God. And uh, what's her, special, her specialist subjects are people who are born and people who die. Okay. So whoever dies, she's always there saying, oh, what very sad news about such and such. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's born, she's a congratulations. So, of course, I mean, at least she's all over this new yeah. royal baby. In fact, so much so that she wrote exactly the same letter to the Sun and the Daily Mirror. Congratulations to William and Kate on the birth of their third child, born in St. George's Day. Thanks very much. I didn't know that. You can't get more patriotic than that. <laughs> I don't know. To be fair to Marie, <laughs> all right? Is it Marie? Marie, yeah. It is Marie. To be fair to Marie. It is the right way round. I mean, if she was to ring in every time being happy when someone was dead <laughs> and sad when someone was born. That would be wrong. It would but be she wrong. Said, the news is what I needed to lift my spirit. I mean, honestly, anyway. So there you go. If it was me and I was a letters editor of a tabloid newspaper, yeah. every time Marie, one of Marie's letters came in, I just put it straight in the shredder. But there you go, that's me. Okay. Do you want one more from the uh, the envelope of short things? <laughs> yeah. uh, a German man yeah. walked into his local police station last week to ask for help in breaking up with his girlfriend. When the 34-year-old explained that he wanted to end the relationship but didn't know how to do it, a female officer took him aside, suggested several options. The police force in the city of Ludwigshafen refused to disclose what mm. had been discussed but insisted the man would have to talk to his girlfriend himself. We are willing to advise, it said in a statement, but we cannot close the deal. So just if you if you are thinking about breaking up... Well, it's a bit like people who call 999 with stuff like that. Mm. It's mm. pointless, really. It is it? pointless. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. You are listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport. Max, in for Paul Hawksby today and tomorrow. Uh, let's cross. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. To South America, to Rio, and our South American football expert Tim Vickery. How are you going, Tim? Yeah, a little bit stressed, frankly, gentlemen. I'm in the middle of a, of a house move, oh. and it, it's one of those things that just makes you realise just how complicated modern life is. It's horrible, isn't it? On my, you know, I mean, I'm going to come across like a little bit of a kind of old style Andy Jacobs now, but a house move in my day, you know, you just grabbed your, your clothes and your dough and you put it in a bag and you got the tube, and that was all there was to it. It ain't like that these days, is it? You're not blaming me. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you downsizing, Tim, or are you upsizing? Uh, I'm staying the same sizing. But shouldn't have moved in the first place. Someone new. Oh, yeah. Well, no I, had no, I had no choice. And it's a bizarre situation. And the place where I am at the moment, where I'm just getting kicked out, which is now an empty house. You've got to paint it in Brazil afterwards. It's cost me about a grand just to get the place painted. Oh, dear. Uh, it's near yeah, Botafogo, it's, it's, isn't it? It is, yes. It's in the next neighbourhood, which is uh, mm. which is Flamengo. Um, I'm being kicked out of this place because the owners are, are an elderly couple who are kind of Brazilian Spanish. And they're coming back from Spain to live here. Everyone else is going in the other direction. And Brazil's going through a bad time at the moment. So anyone who can is going over to Portugal and trying to get away from this. you know. And instead, there's this pair of doddering oldies are coming back and kicking <laughs> me out. I have to move out because of it. <laughs> so it's, the, it's the most Andy Jacobs I've ever heard you say. Anyway, we should, we should crack on. Uh, interesting story. Everyone's this... got an inner Andy Jacobs. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah. really, honestly, um, I'm taking some in, stick. Interesting here. story about you know how, how, how pivotal Lionel Messi is, not just for Argentina as a player, but... How much choice he has selecting the squads? I suspect a great deal. And uh, Argentina's coach, Jorge Sampaoli, who looks a lot like Andy Jacobs and is uh, often as angry as Andy Jacobs as well, he is currently on a kind of Henry Kissinger-style shuttle diplomacy tour all around Europe, sitting down and meeting his best players. And the meeting started where it had to start with Lionel Messi. And this conversation between coach and player, I don't think it's just, how are you, son? How are you feeling? Now, I think Argentina, co- firstly, for, yeah, yeah, he's even more Andy Jacobs now. <laughs> he becomes more Andy Jacobs by the minute. I bet Lionel uh, said to him, don't pick Fazio, whatever you do. Well, yeah, well, this is, this is one of the things, isn't it? Because uh, Argentina's defence is absolutely just collapsing all over the place. It is a side which is totally dominant. Uh, totally dependent on Messi. I, I can't remember ever an international side that was so dependent on one player. And if it wasn't for Messi, they wouldn't have got near qualification. He missed eight rounds of, of, of the qualifiers. They picked up seven points. 
in the 10 rounds that he played, they picked up 21 points. He scored seven in qualification. No one else managed more than two. They're just totally dominate, uh, dom- uh, dependent on him. And, and this is his last World Cup at his peak years and probably his last World Cup. It may be the end of him in, in an Argentina shirt as well. And they've got to give him a structure that gives him some hope of shining. Because if he doesn't, you know, forget about it. Argentina, the group isn't particularly easy. Iceland, Croatia and Nigeria. If they get it wrong, they could be going home early. So it makes perfect sense for when Sampaoli and and, and Messi get sit, sit down together... No, for them to them to thrash out the squad as well. And Sampaoli said last month that the, the team is the team is more Messi's team than it is my team, which I think kind of acknowledges the fact that Messi is not only now the star player, he's also a selector. Hmm, I hear that's true too from my friends in Buenos Aires. And talking of that, um, I was telling Max yesterday that Boca have a hotel in the centre of Buenos Aires. Ooh. It's incredible. It's, it's in blue and yellow. It's really nice. It's called the Hotel. But River's opponents in the uh, Copa Libertadores, I don't know if you know this, but they've chosen to stay at the Boca Hotel. Talk about sort of like, you know, upping the ante before you've even started. <laughs> yeah, a Boca also have a cemetery. So, uh, you know, if, if, if you cross the line, that's where they'll put you. <laughs> um, interesting one here, Tim. How has a car wash cost the coach of Bolivia his, his job? Yeah, you might not never get rich, um, but, you know, working at the car wash, uh, Mauricio Soria is his name. He's a former Bolivia goalkeeper. He's been coached before. He's coached at the moment, um, but they want to get him out, and they found an excuse. Uh, Soria, he got his kind of general handyman to wash his car, hmm. and he forgot to close the windows. Oh so, you know, the car got absolutely drenched on the inside, which is not the idea of a car wash. Uh, and uh, Saudi responded when he saw what his handyman had done, he decided to knock nine bells out of him. And he's a martial arts expert as well. But in the modern age, there is nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. So someone's filmed it. You know, so there is film oh. images of, of, of Saudi beating up his general handyman and Bolivia, who I think wants him out. They've now found an excuse. This kind of behaviour is not the kind of behaviour that exemplifies the values of the Bolivian national team. The values of the Bolivian national team, I think, are more more, uh, encapsulated by losing than anything else. But anyway, uh, a a dodgy car wash with the windows open has provided the excuse for Bolivia to get rid of their coach. I mean, it's never an excuse for violence, but it's a fairly stupid thing to do, (laughs) let's be honest. Sympathy from Jacob's ideal, really. Uh, (laughs) Let's stay in Bolivia with a game that ended just after half-time. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, this is involving uh, the away side here from Sucre, Universidad de Sucre. Um, they haven't been paying their players. So the players said, well, we, we ain't going to play. So they sent a, a, a youth team to this first division fixture against Jorge Wilstermann, uh, a lot of 17-year-olds and a 15-year-old in goal. Uh, it was 7-0 soon after halftime. Uh, and at this point, Sucre decided, well, we, we don't want any more of this. So they used all their substitutions and then, then uh, uh, kind of, organized so many injuries that they didn't have a quorum anymore so the game had to be abandoned 7-0 that's a day that a 15 year old goalkeeper is not going to be not going to forget for a while at least it was if the game's abandoned they don't go down on his yeah on his and, and they get do they get the points i mean they, uh, it's not going to be no, replayed I, is it no i think it will stay 7-0 i think oh, that right, will, i think okay. uh, oh, oh it does affect fair every, enough poor lads yeah, it does, uh, yes. finally what about this brazilian club that hired a detective agency to look into a referee's yeah. decision a referee's decision that they acknowledge is correct. Uh, this is the big São Paulo derby, Palmeiras against Corinthians, the traditional derby from the city of São Paulo. It was the final of the São Paulo State Championship, uh, and it went to penalties and Corinthians won. But Palmeiras, they originally they were awarded a penalty, and then 
the referee changed his mind. It, it, the whole process, with all the arguing and all the to and fro, and it took eight minutes. Now, no one doubts, even Palmeiras don't doubt, that they shouldn't have had a penalty. It, the, the, uh, the, the defender played the ball. It was a corner. It wasn't a penalty. So what's all the kerfuffle about? Well, in this eight-minute hold-up, the allegation is that someone who'd watched the game on TV told the referee that he made a mistake. Uh, and, and so this is the, the, the procedure which is being followed. Now, it's very hard to prove. Now, you, you have to prove, firstly, that there was someone on the pitch who'd seen the TV images, and secondly, that he told the referee that, and thirdly, that that was determined in, in, that was determined in the referee changing his mind. It's a very difficult thing to prove. So Palmeiras have, have hired the Kroll Defective Detective Agency, which apparently, I didn't know this. It's Tim a, Kroll. It's an American... American-based. Well, I see. I thought Rudy Kroll okay. from the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Dutch in the 70s, but that 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 kind of dates me. Uh, it's a huge multinational. Uh, you know, it's kind of, it, it's bigger than the Blue Moon Detective Agency with Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd. All <laughs> to try and prove. References that, that's, that's where I stuck. I've, I've been away a long time, but I've done my. I've paid my debt to society. Can I come back now, please? I don't like this. This house move. Uh, no problem. So Get the handyman who cleaned the coach's car to do your painting. That's what you need to do. Anyway, Tim, we've got to go. We've got to move on. Yeah, so thank, thank you, Tim. Very much. Great image of Colombo there. You know, walking around talking to the goalkeepers. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my wife. Give me a, read, she reads to give me, me a bed. night of music and entertainment. <laughs> I don't want any boxing. She reads to me at bedtime. My wife. I want music. <laughs> I want an- the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. You are listening to Talksport and Jacobs on Talksport. Uh, Max Nandy here till four. Uh, thanks to Scott and Eastbourne, who did, who's just texted boo. Uh, uh, much appreciated. What effect? How we work. And I just gave Andy uh, some shortbread and he threw it in the bin. Uh, said it's disgusting. Well, it was too buttery. Okay, well, I'll do better next time. <laughs> thanks. Uh, very pleased off with a sort of like a McVitie. Is that a normal one? That's a sort of fancy shortbread from some fancy well, place. Well, I was trying to impress you. Oh, well. We failed. There we go. No, we'll be replaced by St. Bernard tomorrow. <laughs> See what Schnorbitz brings you. Um, very pleased to say in the studio, <laughs> we're, we're joined by uh, Tom Lucy, comedian and occasional Arsenal fan. Yeah, who told you that? That's what it says on the paper. Is just, that? I'm like Ron Burgundy, <laughs> I just read this in front of me. I didn't think you were particularly a football fan. Well, last time yeah. I came in, mm. we talked about this, didn't we? Yeah. Not really enough to talk about it on a sport radio show, but... Yeah. That's okay. But Arsenal... If, if <laughs> Same for, as for most purpose. of our presenters. <laughs> 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 no, that's not true. <laughs> well, I used to do a TV show where people would come on and say, oh, yeah, a massive Everton fan, you know, yeah. some band. And then you'd say, so, Sam Allardyce, and they'd look at you. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. like, you just spoke to them in Norwegian. And you'd be like, oh, God, i got five it's minutes. It's not worth this. it. It's not worth <laughs> no. pretending on shows <laughs> like this. I totally agree. Arsenal, if anyone cares but um i don't know that much no okay, okay. do you know if arsene wenger's staying or going i do know he's leaving okay <laughs> <Not fine>. <laughs> <laughs> who's arsene wenger oh massive massive huge arsenal of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit because i know you came in and chatted about your show last year now you're bringing the edinburgh show to london uh for uh, three shows next week yeah, we're doing um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday next week at the Soho Theatre. It's, it's basically the show I, I did at Edinburgh Festival last year. So um, I've been doing it all around. And then this, these are the last three times I'll be doing it next week in London. How's it gone? Great. Yeah, the Edinburgh was really fun. I think I came in just before 
here just before I went last time. It was really fun. Yeah, it went really well. Good. And then, um, yeah, so it's exciting to do it in London. I've never done the solo theatre before. And you've got great reviews from other comedians, which in a, in a sense is marvellous, but in a sense is kind of a pressure too. Because <laughs> I don't think comedians are known for loving other comedians. Supportive, you, know, no. you know, I think it's you know it's a difficult, lonely existence as we, <laughs> as we know. It's just nice to be here with you two guys. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah, to be with other people. <laughs> but uh, Jack Whitehall, who knows what it's like to be a young comedian, best new comedian I've seen in ages. Too young, too good, says John Bishop. Uh, there could be a bit of a veiled one there. Harry Hill, a great friend of the show. Outstanding young comic and one to watch. Headed for great things, etc., etc. So those those are big things to live up to, I think. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it is nice. I think people think that comedians are quite um, bitter and jealous of each other, but most people are supportive. Or are they publicly? Are comedians publicly supportive? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to know what those three people say about me behind closed doors. <laughs> Can't that's stand the, him. That's the public uh, opinion. <laughs> and, and what's the what's the the style of the show? It's um, it's it's just, it's just an hour of um, comedy, really. There's not really a a theme or a a message that I'm trying to get people to leave with. That's not really what I do, to be honest. It's just trying to make people. Is it observational? It's not character. It's, it's observational, yeah. yeah. But it's it's just funny for an hour. Hopefully, it's not really about. You know, I mean, anything in particular. It strikes me now, I mean, you're 21, aren't you? Which is, yeah. you know, it, it's great being young in comedy because... <laughs> how do, it's how, not do, like how do you know? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't know at all. But it strikes me that it is because it's not like being a footballer where you've got a sort of shelf life of about sort of 15 years. Yeah. If, if you're good and if you're successful, you can keep going right the way through. You'll have a period where people can't stand you, go out of fashion. But then when you get to about <laughs> 70 or 80, people say, oh, good old Tom, I remember he was marvellous. You'll have a sort of a renaissance. That's what happens I think it's actually kind of the opposite of, you know, sport where people get worse. I think you, you get better at comedy mm. the longer you do it. I think that's true. Because you've more life experience and you're just funnier when you're older because you've just been through more things haven't you so i think it's actually you <laughs> think that's definitely not true about me <laughs> i know i think you're funny andy i enjoy sitting I'm with not you a comedian i did i did try it once it was a complete disaster oh, so, so, how, so how many edinburgh's have you done then have you oh i've only done one okay so this, this was this was debut. my first one and okay. then i'm going again this summer for second one but yeah i've only done one so i can't speak with that much mm. um it's such a authority. rite of passage when you hear comedians going for their first one that you know, you you basically don't sleep, do you? You're just there, and then you have to stay up and go out until five yeah, in the morning. Yeah, it's such a ridiculous night. month. Have you it's grueling? Have you been up there? Yeah, I've done about twenty-four Edinburghs. I, I go every year. Yeah. I love it. And I and, and we used to go for longer, and we were involved with Avalon, etc. Yeah, you know, in the nineties, and it is. It's really grueling, and to be there for a whole month. Yeah, you know. But on the other hand. It's not like the real world. It's a kind of world of its own. And so yeah. it, from that point of view, it's quite escapist and quite fun. It is fun. It's a, it's a complete bubble, though, isn't it? Yeah. And quite often the things that do well in Edinburgh sort of aren't really translated outside of it. It's a weird thing. I mean, this show thankfully went OK in Edinburgh, but there are some things that that smash Edinburgh and then they come to London and no one... It's really interesting. Did you have tea because of the last week of Edinburgh? You always get the TV people go up there, and they, yeah. they, I mean, they do it deliberately to go at the end because then they've heard about who's hot and who's not, and they. <laughs> you know, but I, I don't know if it. It used to be that if you had a really successful Edinburgh, the TV people would would, would offer you something straight away. But I'm not sure that happens now because they they do everything by committee. So, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Different. I mean, I think back in the day, I think you used to be able to like, you know, that when you if you won that used to be called the Perrier Award. Mm. And if you won that, you were literally like an overnight superstar. And it doesn't really work like that anymore. It's years and years of 
diff- doing do different you, things. Do you have to sort of take comedy like a proper job and sort of have a five-year plan? You know, sort of sit down with your manager and go, oh, I want to I want to be on Mock the Week in six months and then I want to do this <laughs> and then I want to be I in think, Taskmaster. Uh, or do you just sort of, oh, I'll give it a go and just see how it goes? To be honest with you, I think some people do do that. But I don't, I don't, I just, I do have like a manager and people who maybe do do that. But I think it's not, I think the best thing I can do is just try and do the best, be as funny as I can, the shows I'm doing and all that other stuff hopefully will come. Yeah, it'll take care of itself. You've done quite a bit of supporting uh, comedians, you know, established people like Michael McIntyre. I mentioned John Bishop there and and Jack Whitehall. And and that is actually probably a a good education, really, isn't it, for a young comedian to to work with older comedians, work with their audiences and see what they do. And, you know, do you learn a lot? Yeah, of course. I think supporting people, I think, is the best thing you can do as a young comic because you get to play these places you would never normally do big big rooms mm. and work with the best people in the world at what you're doing i mean it's like what better apprenticeship is there for a young comic of course like if you were trying to be a plumber or something and you got to go to work <laughs> with the best plumber in the world i thought you were oh. looking at me as if i should <laughs> be actually the best, the, best, the best plumber in the world is definitely a show that you know Dave will put on the best plumber in the world. Yeah, <laughs> turn it into sort of a big reality. I would. I, do you know what? I'd definitely end up watching it. Well, I think there was a thing, wasn't there? Like George Lamb did a series like <laughs> Plumber of the Year, Butcher of the Year. <laughs> really? It was a kind of yeah. It was, How do you be the best plumber? I mean, like what? Well, I mean, you, I mean, I don't, yeah, could... obviously, I can't plumb, so I don't want to. But I presume like <laughs> like there's only one way to fix a toilet, isn't there? I mean. Some, can't people, do it so some people might have said you've plumbed the depths with that previous <laughs> comment, but you know, I wouldn't. <laughs> Which one? The aubergine. Oh yeah, the aubergine. I had to tell you off yeah, about. No, fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, so where are you on? <laughs> the uh, Soho Soho Theatre next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. A lovely venue, actually, a good venue. Yeah, I've never done it, but it's I've seen people there. It's great, mm. and there's early there's early shows and late shows. So oh, okay. So eight, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock, I think. Oh, you're working hard. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks well for coming done. in. Good, good luck. It. Thank uh, you very much. See, come and see us next year. Uh, yeah, we'll see you for your annual... We'll see you in a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can come and see us before Edinburgh with your new show. Presumably you're writing a new show. Right? Yeah, yeah. it will be a bit pointless year. going up there and doing the same show again. No, it'll be completely different. It's about plumbing, this one. Glad that we've inspired you. <laughs> it probably will be. Uh, Tom Lucy joining us <laughs> in the studio. Uh, you're listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.